0: and welcome back everybody to top shelf a guide to high quality leadership spirits and everything in between hey welcome and back to the lab it is friday april 14th season two episode number eight And if you're counting on your fingers and toes, it's number 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. we're in the lab with our
1: pens and our pads. Oh,
0: we're scripting, we're writing, we're having a good time doing it. Got some exciting things to discuss. Actually, a new little segment, I would say. And we're going to load this, lock it into... What we're going to discuss today. So a listener had asked a question. How do I understand company short-term visions and adapt as a leader? And then share that down to my team. So we're going to discuss that. Great Great question. question. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about don't judging a book by its cover as a leader. And then our cocktail du jour selected by my main man, little C, uh, Clinton Robert Latane, is the Rosado. The Rosado, Rosado.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was inspired by my recent trip to Cabo San Lucas. Ooh. Also, we're drinking Corona Extra right now with a slice of lime. It's very Mexican themed. Ah, cerveza masfina. Yes, muy bueno. <laughs> got it. That kind yeah. We We're working, got, we're it that we're that working on. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is our multicultural section of the uh, podcast. <laughs> And uh, let's kick it off, Clint. So we were talking about this a little bit. Uh, our current event news, one we're going to talk about from a leadership perspective and I think everybody in Canada may be a little bit nervous about. And that is the Canada Revenue Agency's strike. So they've decided to strike. Sorry. So it's a, they voted yes. That affects 35,000 employees. And for you listeners out there that reside in Canada... You still gotta get your taxes in by May first, that's the deadline. But potentially don't expect
1: to get your payment anytime soon. Yeah, so what I read was that even if you get it in on time, it could be flagged. You know you log into your Sierra account, it'll it'll show as received, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's processed. And so they're they're expecting massive delays if the strike happens uh, in the actual processing, especially if you're sending in paper copies. There's still the old school folks out there that send everything yeah. by paper. They try to avoid that. This is if you're thinking about going digital. This is the year to do it. So
0: yeah, yeah. I'm going to hurry into my financial advisor and uh, tax agent. We're going to get that in um, pronto uh, because I do not want to owe anything to the government. Um, so for everybody out there let's just do our due diligence let's focus to get it in and let's support the folks that um, have the right to strike uh they're that's that's their rights they're part of a union and um we we're here to support we're not here to stir anything up they did mention uh, and i did this research for you uh, out there that your phone calls if you have questions or concerns could take a significant amount of time to get answered That's it right it will most likely be leadership within the CRA and it won't be the normal day-to-day people operating as they'll be kind of walked out and, and doing uh, what they do in, in in a strike so
1: yeah so yeah massive call center delays if you know, and for anybody that hasn't read, the it's recent news. So, but uh, what what they're actually on strike for is, and this one I'm I'm a little uncertain of. I didn't dive into it, but more protection for remote work. I don't know how much remote work they're doing in the CRA, but I imagine audits and stuff like that. Yeah. So there must be something do you there. Do it like work remote? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so remote, remote work for their yeah. employees. Yeah. Uh, new scheduling rights. Uh, they're asking for a four point five percent annual pay increase.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I mean, cost of living is quite high.
1: It so seems it pretty fair as of right now. The government of Canada is offering up a two percent. So it mm. looks like they're a little ways away. Um, you know, more than. Government again is probably sitting on that
0: norm where all businesses kind of reside. Four and a half—that's a big, it's a big lift. Um, not, I don't think it's insurmountable, but maybe it's um, a two, a two, and a point five. We know I've I've negotiated at the union table, multiple union tables, and uh, maybe it's a a couple points uh, per year. I, it might be a pretty heavy lift at a four and a half, especially with the current
1: situation and financials for sure absolutely I, and you know that was number three bullet on the list um obviously there's a there's probably a whole bunch of other things but those are the top four that they're talking about right now so yeah
0: awesome awesome okay we're gonna shift gears we're gonna answer we're gonna have this next segment which is a response to like we mentioned a, a listener's question and and their question clint do you have it available in front of you or do you, we want to just rattle it off here I do not have it available okay. in front of All me. Right. Sorry, well, I mean I the, can the grab it. The question in general is: How do I understand companies' short-term visions? Um, the company makes changes. They understands the overall end you know, goal of the of the vision of the company, where it's going. But how do I how do I manage those short vi- visions within? And how do I adapt and change to understand them? And then how do I uh, work um, them down to my team? And a fun little thing here I wanted to do, and, and I've just kind of started dabbling in this. We discussed it uh, four or five episodes ago. I asked this question to our good friend, uh, ChatGTP4, and the answers uh, will quite surprise you. And we'll, we're going to dig into them. Or we're going to use this episode as a trial and error with ChatGTP and hopefully uh, work between the computer and our two brains which we probably think we're smarter than a computer, but you know, broadly, they, it has access to everything in the world. So There's
1: no way we're smarter
0: here, than that. Here's, <laughs> yes. he, he, so if you haven't used ChatGTP before, it's quite it's got, it's got an easy interface, so you can just type in the question. It this um, response was re- produced to me in about 15 seconds. So f- you gave me five uh, different items. And we'll talk about them, and then we'll kind of deliberate back and forth. So number one,
1: well, and before you go there, one thing I really love about it is that it's eerily it's it's very much in line with what we we obviously we had a pre discussion about this topic. Uh, Love the new segment, by the way. I think this is great. I'm looking forward to uh, a future segment with more questions from our listeners. But eerily, it's it sounds like something that you or I would write in a response, you know. And it's uh, so we're going to get into it. But it just it. It's kind of creepy, to be honest. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, it's yeah. It kind of lines up to what we had already written, uh, not verbatim, but it's the computer version. And uh, take it for what it is. And we're going to deliberate a little bit. So I'm going to read through. Um, so there's five. I'm going to I'm going to pick through, and I'm going to pick the uh, I'm going to pick three, and then we're going to reference and go a little bit back and forth. So number one, and and I discuss this. So research the company's short-term vision. This is ChatGPT uh, speaking to you as a robot through me. And I won't use a different voice. Come on, do it a robot voice. Yes. <laughs> so read the company's strategic plan, mission statement, and other documents to understand its short-term goals and objectives. Talk to other leaders in the company and get their input on the company's vision. I mean that's, that's quite valid. Uh, I will say that uh, my point of view or my discussion point on that topic was to Reach out, make yourself more open to the senior leadership team, to the executive, Uh, be part of some of those meetings to really get knowledge and understanding of where the where the senior leaders want to see the the company from a day to day perspective or a quarterly perspective and understand how they're thinking so that you can uh, absorb that knowledge and um, understand it and then be able to share it with your people.
1: Yeah, you know it's great, and, and so I like I literally wrote in my notes. You know, we, we do this off the cuff note taking before we we dive into any topic, and it was it was don't be afraid to ask questions, talk to other leaders within your business, uh, be vulnerable and put yourself in front of your senior leadership and executive leaders, um, as well as your team and and your peers, right? And and almost verbatim is what came yeah. out the other end. Yeah. Which yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's also. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary and great. Um,
0: so number uh, the next uh, one that ChatGTP read to us or created for us on this topic, communicate effectively as a leader. So it's essential to communicate the company's short-term vision to your team, explain how their work contributes to the company's goals and objectives, great topic right there, and provide feedback and support to help your team achieve the vision. So really, f- from my perspective, it's bang on. You want to make, communicate it, and you want to help uh, share the um, changes in the vision with your people, so that they better understand it. They get on board with it, and and you get that uh, team buy-in, basically. We
1: one of our previous topics, celebrating small wins. Celebrating right?
0: small wins. <laughs> <Okay>. It's <laughs> that is actually number five
1: okay. <laughs> on ChatGPT yeah, uh, yeah. message. So uh,
0: will I'll share that one as well. So. But uh, some good information there. And then here's the last one uh, that I'll share from ChatGTP, and I'm on board with this as well. So lead by example. Finally, lead by example. Demonstrate your commitment to the company's short-term vision through your actions and decisions. Encourage your team to do the same. And as we just mentioned, celebrate successes along the way. Yes. I think they've been, I think they, I think Chad GTP has been listening to the podcast.
1: I think so, yeah. I, they're they're number one one listener, listener, probably. They're,
0: well, I mean, you know, I mean, probably. You know, <laughs> he's there, the robot is learning from us. For sure. And what I wanted to kind of uh, share as well is when the. The company has, uh, I would say, small visions within the larger end vision. I'd I'd like to try to say I I would compartmentalize those smaller visions into, let's say, quarters. Each company has, generally speaking, four quarters in its year and targets for each one of those quarters. So if there's a vision or a small vision to the greater vision... Or the end vision understand those quarterly visions and targets because if you can if you can compartmentalize those then you can frame those into your three-month segments and it's easier to share with each one of your employees and don't be afraid to not have all the answers for your people and don't be afraid to not understand that's when you put your hand up and we we talked about it there's no dumb question when you're talking with leadership if you don't understand it put your hand up and ask the question like, really get a good grasp of of what the executive want from you from your team or from your division to really understand it because if you don't understand it and then you're going to try to manage that down you're just going to it's just going to mess it up
1: well yeah exactly so some short term pain for long term gain the short term pain being you feel like you have to be vulnerable and you don't want somebody to you know from the executive team to to think well how does he or she not know the answer to that. That's a pretty simple question, but you're right. There is no dumb questions. You need to ask it and just say, Hey, I just need to clarify. These are a few points that I'm stuck on. Could you please elaborate or maybe ask a different uh, executive for their opinion on it? Or maybe it's not the right venue and you have a sidebar conversation. Hey, can I talk to you over coffee tomorrow? I just want to pick your brain on something that I'm struggling with. And then you get full clarity. And then if you deliver that to your team, it's, it's, it's crystal clear. If you don't do that, You're setting yourself up for complete failure. Yeah. And everyone speaks
0: a different language. So just because I say one thing doesn't mean it goes into the other person's ears and they completely understand it. Right. So how things get phrased or or worded, maybe people don't pick up on it. Right. There might be a nuance that, hey, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Don't be afraid. Like, don't be afraid to put your head up and say, "I, I don't get it. And and maybe you you can ask to have it slowed down or um, layman's terms if it gets very technical.
1: It's yeah. So it's, it's for me. It's not a sign of weakness. I've been in those rooms where I've had people ask me, "Hey, Clint, you know, I as the leader in the room. Can you explain that a little further?" It shows me that that individual is listening. They care. They're taking notes. Um, even when it's a passionate thing, like it's like, "Hey, like I don't disagree." You're like, "I disagree with you." It's okay to disagree with a leader yeah you know i use and i had somebody apologize to me after a meeting once they're like hey sorry sorry that I, I like had a bit of an outburst there i said no that shows that you're passionate i love that keep that energy coming because to me shows that you care yeah they want to be a part of it if you just sit there and you're quiet and then you're not delivering on the back end you're, there's, you're having zero impact not just with the leadership team but also with your team right so like be vocal and speak up and ask questions i think it just shows that you care yeah and if you're the leader on the other side of it than i've been on that
0: side of the table don't get upset that they don't understand for sure don't don't be mad hey you should already know this i've told you a couple times don't pick people out because now you're going to defer them to not put their hand up and ask questions and now your engagement goes down and to be honest if if you're not getting the questions asked and they don't understand they're not going to deliver what you want them to deliver
1: well exactly and and not only that it's 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 your peers as well. So if you if you notice the leader talking down to somebody because they don't understand something, afraid. then you will be afraid. Yeah. And the rest of the people in the room won't want to ask questions. Then you have a totally disengaged team that's afraid to ask a question. I mean, that's that's a terrible work environment.
0: No, and I, I don't, yeah. And I've seen it. And I've been part of it too where I should have known the answer. I But I really didn't get it. I'd really done So I, you can ask the questions. Um, I just ask as leaders to take a moment to think about and put your... You put yourself in the other person's shoes. For sure. So not everyone understands the language that that people speak. All right. We're going to jump right into our Don't Judge a Book by its cover. Oh, and I got a little something for you. I was was voting against this something, and I was hoping...
1: Hey, who doesn't like Thomas the Train? I don't, I don't. You don't? No. Oh, my goodness. I have two girls. so oh, yeah, We never really into got that. into the old yes. train choo-choo <laughs> thing. I watched many a day's worth of Thomas the Train. Let's say hours, so days. Clint is reliving
0: fatherhood at the early ripe ages. Um, so, don't judge a book by its cover. And I wanted to start this one off. Uh, so, about two years ago, I bought a book because um, a couple of my mentors... Uh, over lunch uh said to me hey you should read and we always share books i'm a big reader i try to read uh, at least a couple a month and i try to read every day just something i promised myself a couple years ago is uh, you should read this book called the uh, the, the 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 phoenix project
1: well, so like from X Men?
0: No, no, not the, not that Phoenix. <laughs> so it's the Phoenix Project, mm. and it's about IT and business development and and managing a business. And okay, so I I found it, I bought it, but it was, wasn't a very appealing um, cover. It had like old school digital pictures of uh, like robot people and some servers and a little lava. Okay, yeah. it, it didn't appeal to me. It just said the Phoenix Project. And I was like, ah. Oh. So I just put it on Make the. Shot your style. Not, like, not really, right? Totally so yeah. I, it didn't. It didn't send me a good like a vibe. Right? I I judge this book by its cover, so I put it on the literally, shelf. Yeah. yeah literally, yeah. I cool. literally right. I put it on the shelf and I let it sit there and let it sit there for like two years. And I'm like, you know, my mentors told me I should read that, and I and I thought to myself, okay. So I read I don't know forty more books before it. And I was just burning through the bookshelf. And it's still sitting there staring at me. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this book a try. So I took it on my trip to my most recent trip to Alberta. And I was reading it on the airplane. And I couldn't put it down. Honestly, it was the storytelling in it and the way that the uh, book is written. It's like I was working at the company. Ah, and cool. so it was so it's so engaging and I'm not a not a push for the phoenix project but if, if you're a leader and you want to understand how how it and other businesses operate and function what a great read like from top to finish bottom to finish top to finish whatever you want to call it a lot of excellent information in it and i'm I'm just sharing it because it this st- still to this day doesn't have the book cover that i thought that it should and it probably could sell even more if it had some kind of digital phoenix with some fire or whatever for sure but yeah maybe that's not what they were Does it, going for. so to, i know there's a lot of
1: books will have alternate book cover it doesn't
0: have an alternate cover it, that's,
1: it's the only one yeah because yeah. I know and I guess that's probably the reason it's sometimes it just doesn't it's kind of like when you're watching a show on Netflix yeah. and every couple of weeks they change the the, the little logo to the logo get, or the, the refresh title page. a refresh yeah. it's to try to spark a new you know, yeah know, new gener- the new, new edition audience, the new right?
0: edition is the same cover with a little thing on the bottom, little tab that says "updated with revisions." Like so, it's still the, still that non-in-your-face cover that kind of I put off. And so, apologies to uh, the Phoenix Project publishers and and to the authors, but uh, amazing book. And leading into from a leadership perspective, not judging a book by its cover, and that would be from uh, a human being perspective. So if you're a leader and you're engaging with someone new in your group or you're interviewing for people, not letting the, the way that person dresses or, or looks affect you in your interview and and allow you to have prejudgment it's a tough it's this is very tough
1: this is a it's actually a very big conversation like we we can narrow this into just by and there's a few examples and a few things i want to say on this topic but it it can be a very large conversation you can talk about 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 dress code at work uh tattoos piercing we'll get into that
0: but let's frame it around just Judging a person, so someone you, f- you know, first meet, maybe they're already part of the company, and you've already prejudged them without even hearing, you, you know, how what they do
1: or who. I've they been are. judged. I, I, oh, I, you I was judged. judged you. Yeah. yeah, you judged me. Yeah, I did. Remember, I had a huge mustache. It was massive, yeah. like, <laughs> like twi- seventy sand <laughs> mustache
0: with the twirls, like the thing at the end. It was pretty off-putting at first. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, but here's what I did. I took a moment with myself early, like very early. So Clint had come to the office for an interview. He had his mustache. He was this a, he's a short, svelte. An individual, short, um,
1: short. I'm 5'10". That's, that's an five above nine. average He's five, height. He's Short. <laughs> Shvelt. Sh- uh, like Tyrion uh, Lannister. He had the, uh, <laughs> the, the
0: twirled up mustache that was all greased and pointed and twirled in. And um, he was a, a reference in, uh, from uh, uh, another uh, leader that I work with. And he came in and and I caught myself going, well, I don't know, but this guy, I'm not sure you're going to fit with, you know, the kind of type of company we were operating at the time. But I had a moment with myself internally. I said, hey, you know what? Everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets to uh, open up and share their qualities and their competencies. And uh, I am thankful for seeing past it. I'm thankful for uh, Clint's friendship. And and, um, I'm thankful for my ability uh, honestly the to to work past it and say and and sit down and listen right uh, it's the biggest part of uh, not judging a book by its cover uh, from people to people a human is allowing people to talk and
1: allowing people to share for sure yeah well i'm thankful as well obviously um a lot of great doors open up for me in my career uh, through that first interview and meeting with yourself, uh, but also great friendship. Um, after, so I'm very yeah, thankful after. for that. You guys used to call me MM. It took me a few months to figure <laughs> out what that meant. What does it yeah, mean, you
0: know, Mr. Mustachio?
1: <laughs> when you
0: and then when you got rid of it, and you know, and the, we'll maybe have an episode on nicknames in the workplace and whether they're okay or whether yeah. they're you <laughs> the know appropriate. Faux pas. yeah. That yeah. There's, there's a lot of those. We, uh, we 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 love to create them. But uh, in this day and age, is it m- might not
1: sit well with a lot of different people. So maybe that might be an episode as well. So one thing that comes to mind with this specific topic is you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And I know that's like a like a diamond company's <laughs> slogan, but but it's 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 a slogan of life that I've always um, held near and dear to my heart. And I remember that first experience meeting you. Was a great experience. So you did internalize whatever you needed to do, and it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. It was it was a, it was a good experience. But I have had experiences in the past where I felt like I was judged uh, just off of my appearance, and I still experience that. Uh, to I think this everyone day.
0: does. I think everyone does.
1: And you know, if you're, it's so tough when you're working with somebody, and if you're going to cast that down onto somebody that you're, that you're bringing onto your team that you're hiring you know you never get that second chance to make that first impression so you may have already created that divide between you and that employee and you know a lot of those remember as a leader you hire somebody you're like i just know what it is we're not clicking they're not listening to me there's a bit of a divide there and like you know you got to think back to that very first interaction and you you may have judged them or there might have been a point in time where you actually you haven't you haven't opened up to them exactly yeah, yeah. and so you know i've you know, I don't like to hold grudges. You know, I always give everybody a second chance. So, but I remember thinking to myself personally, like that person, the first time I met them was so rude to me they talked down to me and then I just lost all respect for the person and no matter what they said to me or how great of a leader they were in the future, I still just could not get past the, the point that the first time I met them, they, they treated me like shit. And yeah. so it's like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover and just know that you this is an experience for people, and whether you're meeting somebody on a train or out in the street, or you're interviewing them for a job, they're going through something that's new, and and you need to respect that, and you need to treat them, you know, tactfully and and courteously, and you know what I'm trying to say. I yeah. just yeah, I, no, the I would, I I would there, challenge
0: but. you or the people out there. So if you've had had a bad, you know, interview and you still get hired, or you have felt uncomfortable, don't let it sit. Maybe yeah. have that discussion with that uh, leader or, or that person you're working with, and say, hey, you know what? At first, uh, I just want to let you know what kind of I'll just open up. It hurt my feelings, or I didn't feel co- confident when I, when you mentioned you said something. You know, I'd like to just open the air and, and clear the air with you because if you you continue to work with that company, and you you're kind of a bit jaded. Over a period of time, it just gets worse. Right? You get, you're right. If you don't air it, you're right. You know, people just get up more upset, and you're probably going to get more upset. And like, ah, oh, now I, I just I have it in for that individual. Maybe, maybe just talking it out. Maybe you might may decide that's not the right job for you
1: you're right we've, yeah we've hired yeah. people holding a days. grudge and it, it, it's all negative you shouldn't be doing any of that you but wear it and you take but it my point being is that i had done that in the past yeah now, i mean i'm a different yeah. person now and maybe i wouldn't do that moving oh, forward you're a but great I, person i do remember in a few examples in the past of that happening to me and, and just thinking like if that first interaction would have been more positive things would have been completely different within my role but maybe that
0: person is that person or or and they so had a bad that person's day, Not
1: going to change for you. Maybe they just had a bad day too. So to your yep. point, you know, sometimes talking it out, Section. they might respect the fact that you call them out, and they maybe they have maybe they have a reason behind it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So. All right, to the uh, fun part. Ooh, yeah. Of my our, favorite part. Uh, <laughs> your favorite part. To the fun part of our uh, podcast here, we are going to and Clint is. Moving the bar cart over. He's doing a little jig. We are going to make the uh, risotto, And we are going to discuss We are going to discuss a little bit of history about the risotto and what goes in the risotto. as uh, Clint prepares the glasses. So we'll be rimming the uh, rocks glasses with rock salt, so rock salt on rocks glasses. Uh, we have um, the recipe here, and uh, the risotto is one and a half ounces of, uh, for us right now, we are going to be using Patron Silver, but uh, it calls for any uh, Blanco tequila. Uh, we have half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice two-and-a-half ounces of fresh grapefruit juice we have a half ounce of simple syrup rosemary to give it that extra flavor and then we have um, a garnish of a uh, lime wedge or lime pinwheel to add to that uh, the look of of the risotto so a little bit of history or a little bit of message behind the risotto because it's it's quite new. It's not a it's not an older cocktail, but um, uh, gastro gastronom cocktails calls it a very refreshing cocktail, perfect for sipping by the pool and erasing the memories of those college nights with bad tequila and. I've had lots of bad tequila, and I'm not going to call out um, Jose Suervo, the yellow label, but I've had some rough nights with that in the past, and uh, you do make a delicious um, familia from Jose Suervo, which uh, I appreciate. So, Clint right now has put all the stuff into the shaker glass. He is freshly. Squeezing the uh, lime juice in like this is—he's putting in the effort here. Um, remember, I said he's about 590 He's struggling getting out any, any lime juice out of the uh, squeeze machine. Are you even—are you operating it correctly? There we go. There we go. You, <laughs> you know uh, what he put the lime in upside down? Oh, that, that is exactly that what it is. It's yeah. embarrassing. He used to bartend, I think, at like a keg or something, but this is a fail. This it's working now. See, Um, he needs that engineering touch. So he's uh, poured all the lime juice in. He's going to uh, now shake it
1: up, shake it, and hopefully not make a mess
0: because he's very prone to making messes. So he's got the tequila in there, lime, the grapefruit juice, the lime juice. He's got the lime wedge. He's pouring yeah. it in or struggling to pour so it in. Are going to uh,
1: take a nice photo of this? Are you going to take
0: a photo? Yeah. So he's pouring it over the ice. So this and is so this for everybody, we are at top shelf one, two, three, four, five on in. No, not Instagram on um, Twitter. Uh, Clint created that name. And uh, we are also um, on Instagram <laughs> at top shelf underscore the podcast. Be posting on there as well the uh, recipe. Right. Okay. okay, Let's get a good shot
1: of it. Okay, I'm back, baby. Okay, he's back.
0: Um, Almost
1: a complete failure.
0: Nailed it. He nailed it. I was. We love it. All right, nastrawie,
1: bros. that's a tasty treat there's a lot of tequila in there. <laughs> there is, yes, yeah i i free
0: poured that <laughs> he one double dipped a
1: double dip. I double dipped. It tastes you know,
0: delicious and you definitely won't get scurvy with the uh, grapefruit juice mm. i like that sour and that salty there it's a little sour a little salty it was very smooth
1: you get yeah the grapefruit is a bit bitter is kind of what i mm-hmm. like so well, it's great it's great. You know, if you're using orange juice or any other, I find it's a little bit too, too sweet, sweet for my too own sweet. palate. Yeah, too sweet. But it, so I do prefer the grapefruit juice, and it's not like a Paloma. Paloma is almost the exact same drink, but they don't use grapefruit juice; they use a grapefruit soda water. Soda. Okay. So it's kind of like a, kind of like a pop.
0: Yeah. No, I like the, I like the feel of this. This is definitely something uh, sitting in the backyard, getting some sun. And uh, got the radio kind of playing and getting, you know, getting down to it. This is uh, this is a great cocktail for summer. And um, you know, there's some vitamin C in there, and it's not just straight alcohol, so it's got a great flavor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So this ends uh, season two, episode eight, number thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. And uh, from me to you, our uh, valued listeners. Thank you and appreciate everyone out there. Love you. And we'll be back uh, in a week. I am uh, off to Florida now and going to take in the sights and sounds of uh, Orlando and the outlying area. Yeah, and
1: this episode is brought to you by Penguin Books, uh, the maker of the Phoenix Project. Mm. (laughs) No, uh, yeah, hey. Is Sentiments? it books? I, no, think I, I think you're BSing. I'm totally BSing. <laughs> we're just plugging books over here like crazy. Um, no, you know, I I want to thank you as well. Kind of almost shit the bed a little bit on the cocktail. We weren't fully prepared. No, we we're nailed it. Missing a few Nail things. It. I had to run upstairs. Nail it. No, but the no. first, there's a first for everything,
0: right? No, you nailed it. You had everything. And I wanted to find out who is the publisher of the book.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm scrambling right now because the publisher is IT Revolution Press, and the authors are Gene Kim, Kevin Bear, George Spafford. If you guys listen to this episode, great book, published in 2014, uh, great book. I I could have. I, I actually truly believe that if you changed the cover, you'd sell a million more. But you know what? You uh, hit the mark on the uh, the information within. Love it, absolutely love it the way it was written. Oh, I'm gonna have to borrow that book off Yeah, uh, absolutely love it the way it's written. So,
1: okay, adios, amigos.
0: Hey, buenos dias. <laughs>